Hello and welcome to episode 154, season 7, episode 20 of the Academically Ineligible Podcast. I'm Andy, joined across town by Andrew. Hello, new year, new haircut, new me. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's the hipster haircut for 2023? I don't know. Yeah, what is it? I've gotten the same haircut for eight years. But that's not like a hipster thing to do. From the same person. Yeah. It's pretty much like Kirby's haircut, honestly. Is it like just is less it like gray in like the back of a house or something? It's not an actual place of business. No, it's like a s- stupid fancy salon that I pay too much money to go to <laughs> no. to get the same basic haircut. Uh, no. Well, listen. Here's the deal. <clears throat> I used to be like you know like a great clips, sports clips kind of person when I was in college. Uh, you know, before that too, because you you didn't care. But then you know, I was like, well, I'm going to treat myself, so I uh. I knew someone who worked at a salon. She's like, oh, yeah, come in. You get your first haircut for like half price. And then they got me hooked. Their first hit was free. Uh, Just like drugs. There's something to be said about walking into a a hair salon and you have the same person that's like, yeah, the same thing. And you're like, yeah. Because when you walk into like Rick Clips, you're like, what do you want done? You're like, I don't know, fucking shorter, dude. Uh, When I walk into Sport Clips, I just say shave it. Well, yeah. You guys don't have luscious locks like me. That is very true. Enjoy them while you can. Yeah. Smoke them while you got them, I guess. Well, something like so that. The other problem is is that the person that cuts my hair keeps getting promoted, so then the, my haircut just gets more expensive every time she gets promoted, even though it's the same haircut. How do you get promoted at a haircutting place? Like, Are you like a senior, no, senior haircut stylist? stylist? Yes. They have like <laughs> directors and senior directors. What? And, you know. <laughs> what is this? Director of cutting? Mm-hmm. Are they waterfall or agile there? They have like five levels. <laughs> um, I hope that They're that agile. joke. They, 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 <laughs> did, they do like a couple cuts. And they go, is this good? And you go, yeah. And then they do some more. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, wow. okay, sorry. We, we can't finish this cut for a few more weeks. <laughs> that was Come a back. very. Uh, You're going to have to open up a Jira ticket. Yeah. This is a very corporate discussion. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. All right. We've lost everyone. All right. Anyway. So um, <clears throat> I don't think there's much point in. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about the polls this week. So. Well, Tom's here. Um, I, I am here. I think I already said that. But yeah. Nope. Okay, well, Tom's here. Hello, Tom. My, my participation is going to be pretty minimal because my team didn't play. Sure they did. Yes, I know my team played, but I didn't watch it. Sure they played. I watched for you. I can fill you in. Um, Good. Let's talk about uh, the some of the ball games that took place um, over the past couple weeks. Uh, a l- little update. Last time I was a little bit under the weather. Um, found out uh-huh. after and what recording did we say? that after a couple years of dodging the Rona... Uh, with, with the help of Tom's uh, uh, vaccines that he's been producing on the assembly line. Uh-huh. Um, pumping you full of. Production's been down. Production That's has been why. down. That's probably why. It's not working as well as it used to. Um, so I, I finally <laughs> got him, it. Tell him about was, it. Uh, so that, um, that, what do we call it? The, uh, the bomb cyclone that hit most of the country uh, a week or so uh-huh. ago. Uh, that was pretty pretty miserable when you got like a hundred and two hundred and three fever. So um, right, you got to let your it's dog like really, out. It's really cold outside, day. and you you have a fever. Uh, you as little as possible for him and for me, because he fucking hated it too. Um. Anyway, so much better now, but uh, not something I recommend. Although, uh, yeah, get your get your vaccines because I guess it could have been a lot worse. Anyway. <clears throat> 
talk about some bowls from uh, from the last couple weeks. So <clears throat> uh, I think we can skip over a lot of these. Uh, but we should talk about the Fenway Bowl, <laughs> Cincinnati versus Louisville, uh, just because of the coaching controversy. Uh, this was on uh, 12-17, and Louisville won 24-17, or 24-7. So, from Boston. Uh, another Boston. Uh, great bowl game that day that I would love to bring attention to is Las Vegas Bowl. Florida versus Oregon State. Oregon State won 30-3. Uh, Florida pulled the Mark Rick and pop, kicked pop, the field pop, goal pop, yeah, Billy uh, yeah. Billy Napier experiment did not end well this year. No, nah, no, nah, it did uh, did not. I think if I remember right, without pulling up the record, I think it was six and seven or something like that. Not great, but nowhere to to go but up, I guess. Um, well, that's not entirely true. Sure, um, that's true. I'm trying to think of what I, I think we can skip over a lot of these, but the Gasparilla Bowl, we had Missouri versus Wake Forest. Wake won twenty seven seventeen. Um, yeah, let's skip over to the 28th. We have the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas versus actual Kansas. Or Arkansas versus Kansas. Whatever. Arkansas won 55-53, so exciting game. And I guess uh, Pittman got to go home and have some uh, cold beer, as he likes to do after a win. Um, Holiday Bowl, we had North Carolina versus Oregon, and Oregon won 28-27. That looked like a good game. I did not watch it, but it looks like it was fun. I'll be honest. I, I watched bits and pieces of a lot of these games, but it kind of all blurred together. Um, sure. Uh, part of it due to COVID, part of it just due to uh, just a lot of eh, bowl games on at this time. Um, yeah. Although at this point, it did start to get a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> Texas Bowl, we had Ole Miss versus Texas Tech, and Texas Tech 142-25. to uh, the 29th, we had the cheese at bowl. Whoever's uh, who's feeling the cheesiest, I guess. Uh huh. Uh huh. Florida State versus Oklahoma, and Florida State won 35-32. Was Prince Chedward there? I hope so. I hope. He's Hello. <laughs> Am I back? You're back. Hey, yeah. we're back. Hey, we we just carried on. We we didn't even notice you were gone. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about the Mayo Bowl? Um, we are just about to get to it. We're almost oh. talking about the Cheez It Bowl actually right now. We're, Which Cheez It Bowl? There was two. The Cheez It Bowl. Yeah, Who's feeling two. the cheesiest? The Citrus Bowl is not the Cheez It Bowl. Uh, it's a, listen. It is. Listen. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're, we're almost there. Hold your horses. Alamo Bowl. We had Texas versus Washington. Washington won 27 20. Uh, before this game, there was a. Is Texas the best like 6 and 7 team in the country <laughs> now? I don't know. Uh, uh, sure. Top top ten, six and seven, Texas, or maybe they're maybe them and uh, Florida can fight it out for the best oh, six and on. seven team. I'm sure we got new FPI. <sighs> I'm sure of it. Let's see where Texas is for fun. They both still in the top ten. I hope they are. Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. Uh, Texas is number six. Cool. <laughs> are you sure it's new? Are you uh, sure yeah. it's new? It, it does says say... they're eight, eight, eight and five. Oh. Oh, they were eight and five. I thought, I thought they were, that was they were six were and seven. Okay, I'm oh. just making up numbers. I just assumed they had a little losing uh, record. Now Oklahoma sixth and seventh, and they are twenty third. Yeah, <laughs> they Florida, moved. Right. They moved up a spot. Florida Gators are six and seven, and are thirty fourth. Moved down seven. Iowa, fun fact, eight and five, uh, number thirty three. What else we got in here that's interesting? Uh, Tulane is twenty fifth. Should be higher. Well, mean. Are they good? We don't know because USC is not good. Although USC, USC is fifteenth. Yeah. Mm. 
I see he just doesn't have a defense. But I mean, has Lincoln Riley has a Lincoln Riley team ever really had a defense? To be fair, one in eleven Northwestern is ninety ninth. That means there is uh, allegedly thirty two teams worse than them. Yeah, but how many teams after them are P five teams? Mm, Rutgers. I, I kind of believe that, but they are four and eight. So when when wise it doesn't match up. Colorado. Oof. Yeah, I kind of believe that. That's it. Yeah. That I mean. Seems about right. Maybe you can move him down one spot below uh, Rutger. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. They, uh, oh, they didn't play this year. Never mind. Okay. Uh, before the Texas versus Washington game, uh, Sark was being uh, held back by a production assistant from ESPN and went off on the dude. Um, just, just went off and just looked like a fucking jackass and then they went out there and of course lose and look even worse but um not a great look to uh to start off the game um try that guy was just doing his job but uh (laughs) he said don't you fucking touch me did he yeah that's what he said those are his words yeah i remember i uh it was something like that um and then that guy probably said hey buddy i'm just doing my job <laughs> or he probably yeah. said the most infuriating thing when you get uh, talked down to by somebody that's like ten years younger than you. He said he's like probably like, "Hey, bud, doing my job." Calm here. down, son. Calm down, son. Do my job, bud. And he said, "You know how much I make? Not enough to care. Not you know how care. many? You know how many monkeys I have at my Halloween parties?" <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, on the thirtieth, we had the Mayo Bowl, Maryland versus NC State. And uh, Maryland won 16-12 in one of the most boring bowl games I've watched uh, ever. It was a bad game. I, I did not it's watch really it. I'm assuming you only watched it so you can see the Mayo get Mayo dump. They put uh, they put um, the Old Bay we, Old Bay in it. Yeah, we missed an opportunity to see Dave Dorn get Mayo dumped on him. What a sad, mm. sad day. I still feel like that should be punishment <clears throat> if you lose that you get Mayo dumped on <clears throat> you because it seems appropriate. Well, they, he also wore one of those giant hats when he got the mayo dumped on him. Uh, also, oh, did, did you did your giant hat come in yet? Uh, no. Man, what what do we think is gonna? I be... thought you bought. I thought you bought one. I did. I feel like we're Wait, gonna... in yet? They got very popular. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're gonna look back in like a few years and be like, "What the hell were we thinking with this stupid big hat?" Six months, we'll look back. I don't think it will be a few years. <laughs> oh, I looked back a day after I bought it, and I said, "It's fine." <laughs> What else am I going to spend the money on? Another video game I won't play? At least I'll have this obnoxious hat. You get it from AliExpress? Maybe that would explain why you haven't gotten it yet. No. they probably Literally everyone and their mom that's on TV is getting one of those hats right now. So they, they're probably... They're, they're making a shitload of them. God. Well, they might as well... How many kids do you think asked for it? Was that like the hot Christmas gift? It had to be. The big hat. It had to be. It'll be in like a, uh, what are those uh, secondhand uh, stores that get all the stuff that gets like discontinued? Well, no, it's like a thrift store. Um, Gabriel Brothers is one like in West Virginia or something like that. What? Uh, never heard of this? No. Ross. Ross's, sure. The, Dress for less. The, my favorite thing. TJ Maxx. My favorite thing is when like a, a player like in a post game interview is wearing that hat and they're like angry and trying to sound <laughs> angry and mean, but they have this big goofy hat on their head and I can't take them seriously. 
Listen, first person I see in public wearing one of those giant hats, I'm punching squarely in the face. <laughs> what if it's And yourself? it might just be me. It might be myself. <laughs> You're going to Tyler or Durden yourself? I was just... saying, you might get punched by someone else, and you would deserve it. That's true. I would. It's fair. Fucking super I would be like, driving I'd be like, hack good. with your... I deserve that. Your hipster haircut that, and your that hat's that hat's so big I got to put on the roof rack of the Subaru with the with the kayak. <laughs> the kayak <laughs> and your Subaru's your... wearing a hat. <laughs> All right, now I'm back in. Now I'm back in on the idea. In your frisbee golf bag. Yeah, it's called a purse. It's a frolf purse. Thank you. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! You mean a purse? All right. Um, all right, so that, that game happened. The Gator Bowl uh, was next. Notre Dame versus South Carolina. Uh, Notre Dame wins 45-38. Um, this was an huh. interesting uh, little game because a South Carolina fan spent uh, <laughs> money to get a uh, one of those messages flown over by like a, a prop plane or whatever at the Clemson versus Tennessee game saying congrats mm-hmm. on, the, on going to a bowl or something like that. Yeah, um, it's a weird flex for weird game. weird flex for South Carolina to say to Clemson. By the way, it is also when uh, when South Carolina then proceeds to shit the bed and lose the lose this game. Also, they were no uh, that they were winning. They were yeah. winning by a lot, and they they lost. The Notre yes. Dame. How do you let Notre Dame come back? They don't even have an offense. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God, uh, I think that we should. Um, I think we've spoken about it before, but. Uh, Turned into a, a decent first season for uh, Freeman there at Notre Dame, which I it did. I, uh, I I will say this: I am not a fan of Notre Dame. However, I uh, I think Marcus Freeman seems like uh, seems like a legit dude, and hopefully he's not there very long and he goes to a better school. Is what I'm saying. How long does <coughs> Ohio State hold on today before they feel like Freeman is ready to coach there? Uh, it could be one more year. I was going to say, depending on on how the Michigan game goes next year, it could probably happen uh, then <laughs> if there's another loss. Uh, maybe we should talk about... Uh, well, no, I guess we can talk about that in a few minutes, uh, about some potential coaching news out of Michigan again, because it's the offseason for them. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, on the 31st... Uh, actually, no, hold on. Orange Bowl, same day on the 30th. Clemson versus Tennessee, Battle of the Oranges slash Orange. Uh, Tennessee wins 31-14. So, that nasty Guys, orange. I did not watch a single minute. I didn't watch a single minute of that game. And so I felt just as good at 11.30 as I did at 7.30. It was <laughs> nice. I will say that this game was... Um, you should be happy that you were not watching. Because um, I think the word that comes to mind regarding Clemson's uh, offense in that game is impotent. And I was going to say inept, but sure. Yeah. Um, sure. It, it, which is interesting because, uh, Cade Klubnick ended up like with 320 yards. He just also had two interceptions and no TD. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll do it. That'll happen. Uh huh. Also not a lot of, uh, long passes. His average was 5.9 yards versus Milton's was like, he was just eating it down the field the whole time, of course, but his average was nine yards per, uh, catch. Um, I don't know how you only put 14 points up on this defense, but I'm glad Clemson found a way. Yeah, I, I think it's basically, um, yeah, I think that was my my reaction watching that, was that it wasn't like Tennessee was doing anything crazy on, on defense. It was just Clemson couldn't do anything. Um, yeah. We've seen teams put up a lot of points on Tennessee this year, obviously. 
Um, the next game, uh, moving on to the 31st, we had Sugar Bowl, Alabama versus Kansas State, and Alabama won 45-20. to 20. It was uh, respectable there for a little bit, and then it just uh, spiraled very quickly for uh, Kansas State. Um, and that little tiny running back that they got, who's actually really good, but uh, small guy. Declared for the draft. Was it Deuce Vaughn? Is that his name? Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Number 22. He's uh, good. Kansas State. Kansas Deuce. State was up 14-7 early. 14 nothing early. And then, and then Bama and came. And Bama remembered that they're Bama. Yeah. They woke up and uh, Bryce started doing Bryce things. He was balling out. Um, Reminder that Kansas State and Clemson would have likely been top four teams in the college football <laughs> playoff in the 12th team. Also... The result, they would have both had first round buys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, there's that. Looking great. It's looking great. Uh huh. Music City. It's a great idea. Clearly need twelve teams. That's right. Music City Bowl. We had Iowa versus Kentucky in the uh, the Sickos Bowl. I I would say. Um, forget the over under. I think it was around thirty to thirty five. And they uh they they didn't hit that Iowa. Uh, scored the only points in the game. Iowa got. Uh, uh, Iowa did their half. They did. They they won twenty one to nothing. Uh, Will Levis did not play in this game. Uh, whatever quarterback did play for Kentucky uh, did not. Clearly, did not do anything. So, there's that. Season ends on a on a whimper, and one might say that Kentucky uh, probably not elite when they finish the season going seven and six. We heard from some parts that they were elite prior to the season starting. So, anyway, there is that. Um, we'll come back to the uh, playoff games and just wrap up with the games from uh, yesterday. On the second, the ReliQuest Bowl, we had Illinois versus Mississippi State, who had some awesome uh, helmets honoring uh, Pirate. Uh, Mike Leach passed away. Uh, Mississippi State wins 19-10. to Probably as it should be with them winning. Also, I think that Leach would have hated that game because it was ugly um, pretty much the whole way. But mm-hmm. whatever. A lot of punts. Um, Tulane versus USC in the Cotton Bowl. Tulane wins 46-45 um, in a last uh, last second. Uh, well, Tulane scored 16 points in the last four minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh this will be a new segment we can have on the podcast. Uh, okay. Now that betting is legal in the state of Ohio, you can hear about my bad, my bad bets or bad beats of oh of of the day. Uh, so one of my first bets legally in the state of Ohio mm-hmm. was I saw a Tulane USC game. Spread was one and a half USC. I said that is absurd. So if you know anything about betting, you can uh, increase or decrease odds and take or spreads and take better or worse odds. So I was like, man, USC is going to pummel Tulane. So I moved the line in my app to USC as a six and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. gave me like, uh, like plus one ninety odds. So for every hundred dollars, I bet I won $190. Okay. Uh, then Tulane scored to get USC, uh, up by seven, no, up by eight. So eight, yeah, up by eight. Okay. With 
like a minute 40 left and they were kicking off to USC and Tulane had no timeouts left. And I was like, great, perfect. This is going to work out great for me. And then the USC (laughs) on the kickoff return, the guy calls a fair catch at the one yard line, goes to catch it. And then he catches it, but he drops it. It dribbles out of bound at like the half yard line. So now USC is at the (laughs) half yard line. First down, they get no gain. Second down, safety, which now means Tulane is only down by six points. So I was actively rooting for like a pick six or like a fumble or like a little fumble thing because now I was losing the bet no matter what. Well, what happens if it's a push? They they still keep your money, or you just get no, your money you, back? You get your bet back, but it was a six and a half point spread. Oh, that I took okay, it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the safety already screwed me. And then I just need, and there was no way USC was going to get the ball back. And if they did, they were going to be down one point. So there was like no way for me to win at that point. Mm. <laughs> it was like a minute 40 left in that game. And that guy fumbles it at the one yard line. Not only cost me money, cost USC the game. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Man, they, I, uh, I don't know how, after you see how your Lockhart cold picks go, why you would bet on things. But the nice thing is it gives us a new segment, I guess. It does. <sighs> Andrew's bad beats. Yeah, Andrew's bad beats. Uh-huh. Um, so I got an NBA parlay tonight. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> Jesus bad, Christ, I'm this assuming. guy. This guy. <laughs> send send I'm help, up, please. I'm currently up 400% uh-huh. on okay. my investment. Okay. Okay. Is that just from the free money or because you've actually won things? No, I've actually won things. Also, you have to. Uh, they were. They gave you uh, $150 free to bet with. And I bet the Jags is a three and a half point favorite of Houston, which was the easiest bet of all time. I can't believe you did not move that line. Why did uh, you move that line? Uh, because it was their money. So I was just like, ah, whatever. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that whatever. would be like even more incentive to move the line. I feel like since you're not really losing. All anything. right. Of, of my, uh, my parlay, the first part is hit. First part of my parlay is hit. Okay. Okay. This um, plays out <laughs> plus 578. So Caleb Williams had a uh, had a pretty decent game. They still uh, lost because Alex Grinch is the uh, uh, DC for um, for USC. Do we know it was well, like they, they would have wanted it? Nails? <laughs> Did he pay anything on his fingernails? Uh, I don't know if he could fit Tulane on there, or uh, uh, I don't know if he could fit uh, fuck Tulane on his fingernails. That seems like too many letters. But what do I know? Um, don't know. Uh, he ended up with 462 yards, five TDs, and an interception. Um, but uh, yeah, and then somehow uh, Tulane's quarterback only had eight passes completed for 234 yards, and um, somehow they that's scored a, 45 points. I don't. Uh, that's a high yards per completion. Yeah, 14, 14 uh, yards per completion, basically. Um, <clears throat> and then they they rushed for like 305, so USC couldn't couldn't stop them on the ground. I guess I guess that's where everything was because um, passing wasn't a ton. Anyway. There is that game. Uh, your next game was the Citrus Bowl, LSU oh. versus Purdue. Uh, LSU wins sixty-three to seven. Oof, oof. Yeah. The second. I remember it was at some point it was forty-nine to nothing, and so I was like, well, <laughs> "This game's just getting out of control." Mm-hmm. LSU ran a train twice this week. <laughs> no, the other one was in the beginning of December. Well, okay. This in the last month, LSU's ran a train twice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to explain uh, it. If you need to know humor. more, just just Google it. Just Google, LSU uh, train. yeah. Just just Google L- LSU train, <laughs> or maybe just, just LSU train <laughs> or LSU SEC rant. You'll find it. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't I don't even know where to go from there. Um, but this is the Did other cheese it bowl, I guess. I guess it is. Uh, yeah, it, it is appropriate that it's the uh, Boilermakers. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I get players sitting out. It makes sense. Sure. Uh, but it always feels weird when a quarterback sits out. Uh, especially so like DJ, he was transferring. So I feel like that's different, but like produce quarterback, he's been their quarterback for like four years. He's been like the team captain for like three years. He set like a whole bunch of Purdue records. And then he's just like, nah, I'm not going to play in like, you know, this new Year's six bowl. It's cool. Yeah. And it's a new year. Six bowl too. And it's kind of like, um, like this Purdue, this is like maybe your, your one shot ever at one. Oh. And I, I mean, I'm not going to blame him for sitting out. It just feels weird to me. Well, they are. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I guess more more discussions to be had on NIL. That's a whole other subject. But they are. Uh, the subject is being broached about how to work out some kind of payments uh, from <coughs> bowls to players to essentially encourage them to participate. Um, whether that would be in lieu of the money going to the schools slash conferences, or in addition to. I'm assuming it would not be in addition to, because uh, I don't know where that money would come from. But uh, maybe that just comes from ESPN since they own the majority of the bowls. I don't know. Um, anyway, who knows? Rose Bowl. We have Penn State versus Utah, and Penn State wins 35-21. to 21. Cam Rising knocked out for a second straight Rose Bowl. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will say that he is exa- he does exactly what all of these coaches worry about their quarterbacks doing, which is where... He, he he takes off outside the pocket and does not always go down. Like he he purposefully like hits players on the defense and it knocked him out of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not try I, to avoid hits. I will say this. So <laughs> watching that game, they I love. First of all, I love Cam Rising. Uh, he's he's been fun to watch. He has. When he got hurt. When he got hurt, like Herb Street and all them kept saying, like, oh man, Cam Rising, this is so sad he's missed his game. He's been having such a great game. He's been playing amazing. And it was like, no, nah, dude, like he was passing like 50% and he had like 100 yards and a pick. <laughs> like he was actually playing pretty bad. I was going to say, I think he got, oh yeah, he uh, he got out, uh, he got outgunned by Sean Clifford, which is a phrase you never want to have happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clifford ended up with, uh, about three times the amount of yards, which is not everything, but the uh, average per catch was also three times as much. Um, it was a, <laughs> yeah. a appropriate send off for uh, for Sean Clifford. Was this his eighth uh, year? This is his fi- eighth and final year. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. Well, probably, you know, lifetime achievement award won it. And is uh, I assume their next quarterback is the basically the the replacement Clifford. It's uh, Drew Aller. Is that right? Next year? Uh, yeah, but he's a he's a very highly rated uh, recruit. I believe he was a five star. He might have been one oh. of the top quarterbacks in. I'm confirming. Yes, five star. He was the fourth quarterback <laughs> in the rankings. <laughs> I I gotta take a what year? Uh, behind uh the Cade Klubnik year, who was the number one. <laughs> Oh, so last year, yes. Okay. All right. I, I think I got to put this in the in the in the chat. Okay. Okay. Great. This is great radio. Okay. Yeah. Right, everyone l- can look see at this. it. Can everyone see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, look. What chat? 
They all look like a bunch of broccoli heads. They just, uh, they're all white dudes that, uh, that all yeah, look bro- very, broccoli. very, very white and, uh, all have brown hair and they- broccoli heads. Yeah. You don't know about broccoli heads? <laughs> I do not. Sure. Ask your kid about broccoli heads. He'll know. Okay. All right. My kid old enough. I think it's a little creepy that you would know something that his kid would know, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm hip. It's on the TikToks. Yeah. It's My, like the uh, haircut. There's like the broccoli head haircut is like the the poofy curly kind of haircut that like all high school boys are like rocking now. My kid's not in high school. My, uh, he'll know. My, he's on TikToks. He's Fortnite and he's, he's not. He's, mine, on... he's Minecraft and he's he's doing you know. Hey, uh, Tom, I want you to go up to your kid tonight and just say "bussin' bussin'." Yeah, sheesh. Do that. Uh, my kid said yeah, these nuts too. to me the other week. My my niece, uh, one, one of my nieces, asked me to uh, to say "bussin' bussin'" when I was down there, so of course I did it. She's like, "Wow, you're so much cooler than my dad." I was like, "Well, I mean, it's my brother, and it's my." It's my brother is like six years older than me. Of course, I'm a lot cooler than him. Anyway, uh, their um, games of the week. Let's move on to the playoffs. We had on New Year's Eve, we had Fiesta Bowl at four o'clock. We had Michigan versus TCU. Uh, Michigan. So the broccoli head is just like a fade. It's all, but it's all like bushy on top. Yeah, but okay, but with a fade because it looks like a head of broccoli. Okay. Oh, okay. This is what uh, this is. Uh, Lad McConkey at UGA has this. Okay. Wow, I'm super shocked that a guy named Lad has this haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, this video is uh, uh, shit. What's his name? Uh huh. Who's the guy? Who's the actor that played uh, Don Draper, Mad Men? They did that on him. Oh, John Hamm? Yeah, they, they photoshopped a broccoli head thing on John Hamm, and that is ridiculous, and I hate everything. All right, we're, we're going to close this out. We're going to co- close that browser window out. Uh, Michigan versus TCU. Uh, TCU ends up winning 51-45. A uh, couple uh, pick sixes in here for um, in favor, I guess, of TCU that uh, McCarthy threw. Um, a couple mm-hmm. of terrible calls also in favor of TC or in favor of TCU. Yeah, uh, correct. Uh, there was a fake. Was it a punt yeah, or a Philly field special? Goal? Yeah, it was a Philly special on fourth down conversion at the goal line. I think we need to. Um, I think we need to to tell all the coaches out there, not that they listen to this or us, but uh, yeah, don't don't do the Philly special anymore. Um, you need to come up with some other trick plays because I think people yeah, yeah, have yeah. seen that enough. It's not it's not very tricky anymore. No. Um, I was trying to think uh, of what happened here, but um, Michigan rushing wise did not uh, did not do great. Of course, their their big rusher uh, Corum was out. Um, they ended up with 186 rushing yards. TCU ended up with 263. A lot of talk uh, all week about how Michigan was going to dominate them physically, and it they kind of looked. At the at the most even, TCU was definitely holding their own. It looked like to me physically. I uh, there you know, the, there's a key play in that game that probably I think you know turned the tide of that game, mm-hmm. uh, which was where the deep pass down the seam, wide receiver catches it, clearly in the end zone. They call it a touchdown on the field. It goes review and they're down at the one. I still have no idea how they overturned a touchdown on the field. And said that he didn't score a touchdown there. And then the next play, Michigan fumbles it. TCU gets it. 
Uh, oh, yeah. I, they clearly, the guy, his body is in the end zone. I don't yeah, know. I any, don't know how they turned that over. If they would have called it down the one on the field, I can stomach it. Uh, you know, and I, you know, me, huge Michigan fan. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Clearly, clearly biased towards, I want things to always go their way. Go blue. Yeah, that's uh, you. Yeah. The fact that that call got turned over is outrageous. Uh, you know, and it could, I don't want to say a call in the second quarter uh, cost a team a game because things can happen after that. But that was clearly a, a tide turning thing because they fumbled the next thing and i think tcu took down for a touchdown you think Um, it's the sort of thing that would make a coach potentially uh give up on college and uh maybe go back to the pros uh and then there was um well first of all that game was a crazy shootout at the end that was an amazing third and fourth quarter Mm -hmm. uh in that game there was 44 points scored in the third quarter alone uh, it was which, back and forth, was, just back and forth. It was a highly entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Game. Um, then we got down to the last play where Michigan tried, you know, a couple little passes, and uh, there may have been targeting on that play. Um, I think if that was not the last play of the game, that that would have been called targeting. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the rest probably just wanted to get out of there. Well, for they, some reason, and they don't, probably don't want to suspend a guy for the for the next game potentially. Uh, well, who would it have been on? I forget. Was it on TCU? It was a backup. It was, it was, it was on, on TCU, TCU, but it was like a backup, yeah. I think. I don't know who was going to get it, but if that was anywhere else besides the last play of the game, that's targeted. It's just like on a Hail Mary where there's clearly yeah. pass interference every time and they never call it. I will say that in both of these games, uh, I think you tended to see the officials have the attitude of uh, let, let them play and we're not going to call things that we would normally call. Like holding or uh, like PI, a lot of times they they tended to to just let things kind of play out on the field uh, and whatnot. So yeah, but that was a fun game. Uh, we did hear all week how Michigan was going to dominate TCU. Yes. Uh, TCU showed they belonged though. They uh, they looked physical. See, I heard that they with looked. a month of preparation, that uh, Michigan was so much more talented, um, better coached. Uh, that they would just roll over TCU, but uh, I mean, I guess that didn't happen. I I I believe that. I think all of us on here believe that. I think that we all thought uh, that the that the talent gap was just too big, um, and it, it probably would have been, uh, barring some uh, uh, two pick sixes. But those things did happen. You can't say. Well, aside from those fourteen points, they were obviously a better team because I mean, at the end of the day, that doesn't. That that's right. just a consolation prize. Uh, what ultimately matter, matters is the final score, obviously. So, but uh, you know, is. TCU TCU looked like they belonged outside those those two yeah. sixes. No, they so. they looked like they were like they weren't outclassed. It wasn't like Cincinnati versus Alabama last year. Yeah, agree. Um, they look good. Yeah, they look solid. Um, brings to the next game. I hope you got your napkins ready, uh, Andrew. So we had Ohio State. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Georgia in the Peach Bowl, 8 o'clock. Final score ends up 42-41 in a game that aged me uh, a few years, I would say. A game that wrapped up uh, right at midnight, East Coast time. Uh, One of us, I'm assuming, was uh, substantially happier than the other, but um, I think that we could... uh, I'm sure that you have a a lot to say. I, I would like to start out by saying that C.J. Stroud fucking balled out in this game. 
I think he made himself a lot of money in the NFL draft um, because he showed some things that he hadn't shown in two prior in two prior years and all of this year, I guess, at Ohio State, in that he uh, he stepped outside of the pocket uh, regularly. Um, I don't think that they were quite ready for him. I mean, I'm not saying that they that they shouldn't have handled it, but I think the game plan is probably to assume that he's going to do what he had done in the two prior years and staying in the co- in, in the pocket, even when he op- had opportunities to run. In this game, he took those opportunities, and I had to wonder why he didn't do that more before. But uh, regardless, he balled out. I think that the coaches gave him the freedom to do that, which was good. Also, they seem to have a very aggressive game plan. Uh, not running as much on early downs like they've done so much when I've been watching in the year. Um, and they were taking shots wow. on you know early downs as well. When you're down your top two running backs, you kind of have to do those things. Sure. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, they, I think that uh, CJ Stroud, if you took out the, the sacks, he had three, I think, I think three big sacks. Um, they were pretty deep. So if you took those out, I think he ended up with like 75 r- rushing yards, um, which would have been their leading uh, rusher, Dallin Hayden, with 43 uh, rushing yards. Mayan Williams only had eight uh, rushing yards, but um, pretty much just the goal line stuff from what I remember. Um, uh, he No, he played like the first quarter and then never came back in. Yeah, I do remember he scored one uh, goal line situation. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that Ohio State played a, a great game. Um, Georgia was behind by uh, multiple touchdowns uh, twice that I can recall. Uh, and came back both times and obviously ended up winning the game uh, at the very end uh, with Ohio State having... Um, well, I will say this. Stetson Bennett had a, had a shit third quarter. Um, didn't really do much of anything. Uh, and thankfully the game didn't get too, uh, too out of reach and they were able to come back. Uh, Stetson Bennett leads them down the field. I think they got, got the ball back with like two minutes, uh, leads them down the field in under a minute, uh, scores a touchdown to take a one point lead. And then, uh, CJ Stroud gets the ball with 59 seconds left or something like that. And almost makes it happen. Has a 35 yard run, sets up a, a field goal. And, uh, then I know that some Ohio State fans did not were not super happy with the play calling after that. Um, that made they thought didn't put their kicker in the best situation, but I don't know. I mean, you don't you don't settle for a fifty yard field goal. Um, yeah, I. All right, yeah. let me say my piece. Go ahead, and then Go you ahead. can say your piece. Oh God! <laughs> <clears throat> I have to say that I am extremely proud of the team and how they played. Uh, I think. Wait, wait. Are you extremely proud of how the defense played? Yeah, I think they played. Okay. I think the defense played decent. There was some, there were some flaws in some a couple plays, but I think overall the defense played fairly well. Uh, for large stretches of that game, there was a couple stretches where they didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, the last drive, there was a couple miscommunications. Um, you know, a, a DB slipping causing an 80-yard touchdown. But I think yeah, he uh, well played well. Uh, he was wasn't um, he slipped because he because uh, Aaron it, Smith I mean, uh, runs like a Georgia 10 had that one big uh, run. Which I'm not going to discredit. A... Oh sorry, but uh, you know I'm not going to discredit a long run from 
uh, from a guy, but there was the one long run for from Georgia where he slipped. Uh, luckily, they still converted a touchdown. Would have been funny though if they didn't get a touchdown of that. They asked. Um, uh, and- they, they asked him after the game what happened. Uh, as, uh, Kenny McIntosh. He he was uh-huh. like he's like snipers. So uh-huh. yeah, turf monster got him. Sorry. Uh. You know, outside of that, they they held Georgia's run game in check. If if that fifty yard break doesn't happen, Georgia's under hundred yards rush in that game. But you know, it does. So those things happen. And and yeah. Uh, but I think you know, we went. Everyone went into this game from a high state perspective that CJ um would go down in high state history as like a guy who played here and kind of forgotten about in the record books. I think the way CJ played. Uh, that night sealed his legacy as maybe the second or third greatest quarterback to ever play at Ohio State. Yeah. Um. He 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 literally threw everything on the field there. Uh. You know he didn't look like he did versus Michigan where he looked scared. Nope. He was running. He was he was missing trying to you know extend runs. There was multiple times where it looked like he was going to slide, or he you would extreme, ex, uh, expect him to slide and he didn't. He got those extra yards. Uh. He made amazing throws. He made amazing reads. Uh, it was the, the one of the best games I've ever seen a, a quarterback at Ohio State play. Um, and, you know, I think CJ and Ryan Day called a, an amazing offensive and offensive performance versus, you know, one of the top three defenses in, in the nation and basically tore them yeah. apart. Um, yeah. Up until uh, <laughs> the last five minutes. Uh, well, up until uh, a, a certain thing happened. I will um, say that he. Uh... Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I will part. say yeah, that yeah. he uh, he probably I, I don't I don't know if I would say outcoached, but he had like if, if there was like a a scale, the the odds were tipped in his favor for about three quarters uh, of that game. Uh, interesting, interesting, that, interesting. That, something that, happened. That then. end of that quarter coincided <clears throat> with something else happening. So uh, I'll get to the other points here. Is okay. I'm really proud of how the team played. Um, I am, am I disappointed by this loss? Yes. Am I upset? No. Uh, I, you know, I was upset when, uh, versus the Michigan game. I was upset when the Clemson 31, nothing loss. Those losses are upsetting. Uh, I think that team, the team, uh, on New Year's Eve left everything on the field. You know, I think they played as best as, as best or as close as best as a lot of them could. Uh, you know, I think when you have evenly matched teams, uh, like Ohio State and Georgia Wars. And, they, you know, Ohio State looked like they belonged. Ohio State's offensive line and pass protection in particular neutralized Georgia's entire defensive line. Uh, they were handling them way better than I expected. Um, but I think when you get two of the match teams, it's all about the breaks you catch. And, I, you know, I think Georgia just caught a couple more breaks in certain situations, um, right? We had the false start on fourth and one uh, that Ohio State would easily converted. Um we had the, uh, the timeout, the timeout right before, before the, the fake punt that would have converted. You know, it's another break. Uh, Potentially, it TV. was uh, it was twelve men on the field, but the the refs didn't look okay. like they were going to call it. Uh, so yeah, the the fake or the timeout right beforehand did did save that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had the break of the the DB slipping. Uh, yeah. Uh, to let Georgia get an eighty yard touchdown, we had the break of. Uh, maybe, maybe not a targeting call on Ohio State's best player on the field and the best wide receiver in college football. It was a hundred percent targeting. Uh, not that, only was he targeting, he was head hunting. Uh, uh-huh. That that changed the outcome of of maybe how Ohio State wanted to finish that game. Uh, and I think you know uh, those breaks happen sometimes for you. Sometimes they don't. Uh, and Georgia just caught a couple more breaks in the game, but that's how it goes uh, when you're, you're two evenly matched teams. So yeah, I um, think it was good. Um, I will say that it was. Um, I I was. A little, 
Well, uh, I mean, I, I don't really disagree with anything that you were saying. Um, the uh, the the outside linebacker, just the edge position in general, uh, for UGA, um, it was not great when the game started, and it became dire by uh, partway through the game. Uh, Nolan Smith was uh, he was a captain, but he's been out injured with a torn uh, pec now for about half the season and not coming back. Obviously, he's going to be going pro hopefully, um, but. Um, so that that is what it is. But then, uh, aside from that, uh, and going into this week, uh, four have played this year. Uh, one of those, Nolan Smith, is out. One is questionable. One is probable, and one is healthy. So we have one one healthy uh, OLB uh, uh, supposedly. I don't even know how how healthy he is, and that's uh, Robert Beal. Um, I suppose I I didn't see him on the injury report, but I'm pretty sure he's been uh, off and on injured here for a while. Um, so, in other words, the uh, they were gotten, they were not able to keep uh, C.J. Stroud in the pocket from the outside. He was just rolling out of the pocket and uh, and getting stuff. Um, and I think it made the the whole rushing uh, the quarterback uh, inconsistent at best. I mean, that they, they did have three uh, three big sacks. Uh, a couple of those were extremely timely and uh, potentially changed the game. Um, but uh, yeah, as a whole. He was able to rush, uh, I would say, mostly whenever he needed to. Um, and he looked great. Like I said, I think he made himself some money in the NFL draft. Like, as a Falcons fan, I don't know if we got a shot at getting him. Uh, probably not, because uh, we're, we're not good, but we're we're not bad enough to get a top pick. Um, uh, like I, don't worry, Will Levis is going first. <laughs> God. Uh, like, I would be fine with uh, with Bryce or, uh, or CJ at this point. Um, in some ways, I would kind of prefer CJ just because of the additional height uh, is a little bit bigger, uh, bigger body, obviously. Uh, probably hold up in the NFL a little bit more, but uh, both of them can uh, can do their thing for sure. Um, I do I do wish we'd gotten to see CJ Stroud play more like that in in college. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, yeah, Darnell Washington or big big ass tight end like six seven two eighty five. Uh, he went out with a, they're saying is a contusion now. So hopefully he can play this next week against TCU. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, Ohio State losing their tight end on like the third play of the game, uh, who was basically our only tight end hurt a lot too. Yeah. Uh, Darnell Washington, um, he does not have as many catches and he's probably, I mean, he's not going to, he's not Brock, Brock Bowers. However, he is essentially like a third offensive tackle who can uh, catch the ball Um and is uh, um, into like is integral in our rushing, um, which kind of took a nosedive after he went out. And uh, he's pretty important for pass plays as well. Um, Ohio State was doing some interesting things with their uh, defensive ends, how they were rotating things um, on their defensive line, uh, which kind of they, they were having to do some things to bring uh, Brock Bowers. Uh, over a lot on crack blocks and things like that, which kind of took him out of the game in some ways on the, as a passing option because he was having to stay in and block a lot more in roles that Darnell Washington would usually do. Um, anyway, it was a uh, it was a really good chess match. I think that uh, Kirby Smart with that um, the timeout before the fake punt um, was uh, was key, and then obviously um, the the missed field goal at the end of the game. You were, you were saying something about it. It was the holder's fault, not the kicker's fault. Uh, the hold was 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 angled. It was not a straight hold. It was an angled hold. 
Oh, okay. So it wasn't Lisa. Uh, so that's why the holder immediately fell. Yeah, the that's why the holder immediately fell forward after the kick was uh, shanked. Uh, uh, but I, you know, the end. The, the last two drives the high state had, there was that weird play on second down where it was like this weird motion that took forever, and that's when CJ took that huge sack mm-hmm. um, that I believe knocked them out of range, or maybe yeah. they, they make a field goal that I forget. No, I think it um, took them out of range. That was that was a weird play call. Um, the last when we got down there with you know 40 seconds left, 30 seconds left, and Day kind of seemed happy with a 50 yard field goal attempt, which. I yeah, it just blew my mind. I, I wonder if he was like worried that if he took a sack, he'd be out of field goal range completely. I, I but mean, just but, uh, playing scared like that is just so such a bad idea. Noah Ruggles long is forty eight yards. It's like yeah. you were at the edge of his of how long he can kick a ball, and it was just like it was weird settling. I don't know what that was about, but I, you know, outside of those two plays, I thought Ryan Day played really called a really good game. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I would I love to win that game. Absolutely. I think Ohio State, you know, could have beat TCU. Um, I think Ohio State should have beat Georgia because, uh, you know, Ohio State won that game for the majority of that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, like like I said, just the breaks don't fall, and sometimes the other team gets more breaks than you, and that's how that's how it happens. So uh, I think there were some crucial things where um, where I think that the the early Kirby Smart does not call that uh, probably does not get that call in in time to uh, to call a timeout before the pick, the fake punt. Um, and there was another uh, timeout to ice uh, Ruggles at the end of the game, and it seemed to <laughs> it seemed to actually work this time. Um, both of those timeouts seemed to be uh, well timely. Uh, there were uh, I th- there's been this weird discussion, I, at least among Georgia fans, and I've heard some national media talking about like whether this Georgia team is better than last year's team. And like in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. Like our defense is not uh, is not as good. Um, our offense is better, so it's kind of um, both. I, I guess I, I wouldn't say that it's better. I, I would say that we have a lot of talent in the uh, secondary. Um, however, they were doing a lot of undisciplined things, and Ohio State was able to burn them on just basically a bunch of slants and. And things like that, and just like scramble drill type plays where uh, Harrison and Abuka were able to get open. Um, and right. uh, I'm done. I'm done talking about this game. Okay, let's go to the next game. Let's talk about the next game. There is no more next. Well, game. there's the Natty next week. So on the ninth, no. we've got uh, TCU versus Georgia. This uh, as of today is uh, UGA is a 13 and a half point favorite uh, with Vegas. Um, the uh, stats war uh, on Twitter who also is a TCU fan um, and posted this, uh, the photo with a, uh, I think the text was deep breath <laughs> and posted uh, the projected points for UGA is uh, 20. We'll just round up or down here, depending. So 27 points for UGA and 16 for TCU. So about a uh, 11 point uh, spread versus 13 and a half for Vegas. So what is the over under on this game? 13 and a half. Oh, the over under. Uh, that scores way too low that he predicted. Probably his stuff is it, the analytic stuff usually does not uh, go as close to the over under, but the difference in points is usually fairly close. Uh, Sixty two and a half. So that would put his prediction is forty. Sixty two and a half. So that forty one. So he is three touchdowns off. 
So the, what would that put the final score if the over-under 62.5, they think it's going to be... Like, uh, I'm trying to do the math here in my head, and I'm struggling. Um, but anyways, his, his over-under is like 41, so he's off by three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the, the over-unders are usually not as, uh, as useful as the actual spread. I think that the spread that he had for the UGA-OSU game was like four or five points, so he's fairly close on that. I can't remember what his uh, TCU-Michigan um, game was, but I do know that it was Michigan by a substantial amount. I'm not sure if you can... Uh, uh, program two pick sixes in there but anyway um so on this game last game of the year um I, I i i have concerns about outside linebackers still uh particularly with a running quarterback however i think that uh i think that we know that also i i've been pronouncing max duggan's name as duggan and this week on podcast on dugan i've been hearing dugan yeah it's dugan it's always been dugan Okay. All right. So Max Dugan. So I think everybody knows he's a running quarterback. I think they're going to be uh, practicing for that, uh, obviously, with the uh, with the time they have beforehand. Um, so concerns on uh, outside linebackers, and I still have concerns about, um, like I said, talents is secondary, but they are susceptible to uh, making some great plays and making some shitty plays to leave guys open. Um, so we'll see how that goes. They do have a good running back whose name I am uh, coming up short with right now, but I was impressed with him in the games that I've seen this year. Uh, so I do not, uh, I'm not saying it's going to, I mean, I'm not picking us in this game if we're actually doing pickums, but there's only one game. Uh, I wouldn't pick us anyway, but uh, I, I would not be shocked if TCU gives us a, uh, gives us a game here. Will be interesting. I would be shocked. Okay. If they gave you a game. Okay. Well, um, it will uh, it will not have the the ratings that somebody like say Ohio State or Michigan would have had, or Michigan and Georgia or whatever. But uh, at least we get Georgia to TCU. I'm sure it's uh, it's cool for TCU to be there. I think last year they had five wins, uh, so to go from five wins to uh, to play in the national championship is uh, well, is only, pretty cool. Only four only four players on the roster have played in a bowl game. <laughs> oh God, it's insane. Uh, also, or maybe it was. It oh, was they it they was, all have played in a bowl game. They played in one last week. It was. Uh, it was either win or played in a bowl game before last week. Oh. Regardless, it was. Uh, that's a an amazing stat. Sonny Dykes is a madman. Legit. He's a very good. Do you think he coach. will stay at TCU? Yeah, I think he. Well, well, well probably. But uh, Michigan job. I mean, maybe open. this year. But do you think he'll stay ultimately? Michigan job. That would be interesting, actually. No. That would be very interesting. That would be interesting. Um, uh, if the University of Texas opens up, uh, Sonny <laughs> Dykes might get a call. I think that that uh, head coach in waiting is already on staff, and his name is Gary Patterson. No. Gary Patterson is <laughs> done. Hey, he's already he's already in the building. Come on. He's done. I don't think Sonny Dykes would want that job anyway. He may not. Um, money, money talks. Sonny Dykes' team. You can get a big contract at a, at a place that's not Texas. I don't know. It just seems like. One thing to keep it. You'll get a couple years of big, big bucks, and then you're out of the. Uh, one one thing to keep in mind with Sonny Dykes is his teams uh, tend to have bad defenses, so their their defense is pretty solid this year. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that defense starts to trend uh, downwards. He uh, just tends to not put as much focus on that side of the ball. So we'll see how that 
uh, holds up next year and in the years to come, provided he stays there. Um, they do run an interesting defense. It's a three-three-five. Mississippi State also runs that. Who we played already this year. Um, some of their teams run it. It's interesting playing with three linebackers and obviously five DBs. Uh, sets up some interesting angles. It seemed like Michigan had some problems with it, so we'll see how we do against that. Um, I think that that's about all that I have on the game. Do you guys have anything else where we want to go ahead and do pickums? That's all I got. All right. Review pickums for last week or last time we picked. All right. Last week we had the Rose Bowl. Okay. Uh, Tom and Andy picked Utah to win. That was incorrect. Idiots. After that, we had the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Everyone picked USC to win. Some of All us idiots. even by more points. Jesus, look at how I did this week. Oh, my God. Uh, Next, we had the... I don't you know. do this every week, Andy. <laughs> what do you mean? Sugar Bowl? Yeah. Yes. Sugar Bowl. Bama, Kansas State. Everyone picked Bama because it was the most obvious win of all time. The only one I got right. Uh, After uh, that, yeah. we had the Citrus Bowl. Uh, Tom picked Tennessee. Uh, everyone else picked Clemson. Clemson. You guys are all dummies. Uh, I don't know what you've been seeing from Clemson this past year that made you think they were going to win this game. Well, the, uh, I saw, Tennessee we didn't saw have the, him how, Hooker. We saw how Tennessee ended the season and we're like, ooh. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, we should have said that about Clemson, too. I think Tennessee's <laughs> last game, they blew out their opponent, didn't they? Uh, who did they play last? It wasn't yeah, South Carolina. It was Clemson. South Carolina. <laughs> No, before Clemson, <laughs> obviously. But they blew out Clemson also, anyway, so yeah. Uh, anyway. It was uh, Vanderbilt, which I'm not putting any stock into that. Yeah. Okay, well. Hey, it's not my fault Maybe. that I picked USC <clears throat> and Clemson and Michigan, and they all shit the bed. Uh, it next is 100% had, your fault. Who next, else's fault would it be? Next, we had TCU, Michigan. Michigan was 7.5 point favorite. Everyone said they would cover. That was wrong. Uh, then we had Ohio State, Georgia, and Andy picked Ohio State to win, which was wrong. Uh, meaning everyone went three and three, except for Andy, who went one and five. Ah, <laughs> uh, Andy. Standings are stand still the same as last week. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> uh, that brings us to the pick'em for this week and our last pick'em. We doing straight up Georgia or? Uh, T- okay, go ahead. We're doing the spread. Georgia, That's TCU, spread. thirteen and a half point favorite. Tom, does Georgia cover it? Yeah. Andy, does Georgia cover 13 half points? You already know my answer is no. no. No, even though he believes it. Actually, I don't know if I do or not in this game. Mm-hmm. Listen, TCU's got some weird Team of Destiny shit going on in them right now. And I ain't, I ain't betting against Team of Destiny. Uh, I don't think TCU wins this game, but I think this <laughs> game is damn close. Uh, they don't cover that. To be fair, this Team of Destiny has already lost once this year. But yes. Yeah, in a game that they probably should have won. They got screwed by the refs. You can't say prop. I mean. Uh, and that end zone should have been a touchdown. I'm just saying things well, happen. It was really late in the game. Sometimes you don't catch the breaks. Sometimes right, you don't Andy? catch the breaks. Yeah. All right. Team of Destiny. They don't. So, Andy, do you disagree that TC won't cover? No, I, I already said no. I'm just saying uh, saying that okay. that, well, that a team is a, is a team of destiny who's already lost once. Is, uh, team of, I'm not sure. They got weird Team of Destiny vibes on them. I'm just saying we don't cover. I'm not saying we don't win. You think Georgia wins? Yeah. Okay. Andy's go dog, sick'em, woof, woof, Uga wins. It's the weakest uh, 
Dog's second woof woof uh, ever is right. just that we win, right? And your Lockhart cold pick is also Georgia wins. Okay. I mean, if that's a Lockhart cold pick, it's what's expected to happen. That's weak. I'm cursing them. Uh, you gotta do better than that, buddy. <laughs> that's weak. <laughs> Stetson Bennett doesn't tear both his ACLs and scores seven touchdowns. That's rude. <laughs> Is it? Do you get half credit if he only tears one ACL? Lockhart Cole pick. Kirby keeps his haircut. <laughs> I'm trying to help him. Okay. Here's your pickups. All right. What questions do we have? No questions this week. Okay. Um, let me check our emails uh, to see if we have any updates on the assembly line or anything like that. Uh, do we do not. So uh, send us your emails to podcast at academicallyineligible.com. Um, Andrew is going to be live tweeting the the game this weekend, so follow us. That's true. I'll be live tweeting it. Yeah. Ineligible underscore pod. And uh, live tweeting it. Gonna live tweet mm-hmm. it. Um, I might. You never know. You should. You're not even gonna watch it. Oh, I'm definitely. I'm gonna watch the whole game. Okay. He will. Okay. You probably I'm won't live tweet it. I will not probably watch any of it. Maybe I'll tune in in the third or fourth quarter if it's still close, which means I will not tune in. But we'll see. What a slacker. Man, we don't get football for like nine months, and you're not going to watch your last opportunity for CFP? Wow. No, I do not I do not care to watch Georgia, and I certainly don't care to watch them blow out a team for a title. So, yeah. Uh, you don't want us to be the, the only, I think, the fourth team to go back-to-back? Natties? No? You don't, you don't want to see no. that? All right. I do not um, care to see that. If it happens, that is. Oh, no. Uh, podcast reviews. I, I would I would hate Ohio even more because they're the re- ones that caused this to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all that we have. Send us your emails to podcast at academicallyineligible.com and uh, follow along on uh, Twitter as Andrew live tweets the, uh, the Natty next week at uh, ineligible underscore it. pod. Exactly. I'm going to do it. Uh, tune in next. Peace. Yeah, do it. So you still got more? Okay, then go ahead. Fine. <laughs> we'll just do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. Are you done? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm done. I feel like you're going to talk when I talk. I'm going to live tweet it. <laughs> I'm going to. Peace. Tune in next week for another episode of the Academically Ineligible <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Peace. <laughs> Peace. There it is. Later, taters. <laughs>